Film reviews and movie news with Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. Yes, it is. It's film reviews and movie news with me, Stuart Pink, and some say he once changed his name to Susan just so he could train to be a sous chef. It's Mark Searby. That's actually absolutely true. Absolutely true, yes, yes. I knew it, I knew it. I can't remember who told me. (laughs) You've been looking Um, at my Wikipedia page. Gino DeCamp, I think it was. Oh, well, there we go, there we go, there we go. Um, (laughs) Happy New Year to you. And to you, Mark. Yes, yes. 2020, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2022. I, well, I'm I'm hoping I'm feeling 2022. I'm hoping it's going to be a great year at the movies. I'm feeling 1976. Sorry, oh, dear. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be a good year at the movies. We've certainly got a heck of a lot of films this year, um, which is which is no bad thing at all. Excellent. Um, yeah, they're all still bunched up from before. They're still they? bunched up, yeah, absolutely. Um, more, more moving as well. Don't know if you saw this, but uh, uh, Morbius, the... Uh, comic book movie from marvel and sony that got moved recently it was going to be out at the end of january it's now been moved to april so more shifting going on more shifting yes but at the same time cinemas are open we've still got digital downloads we've still got streaming we've still got dvd and blu-rays so we're all good we've got some uh got some good stuff got some really good stuff yeah yes yes awesome we're starting as as we ended the year um in the kitchen Yes, that's very true. That's very true. Yes, we've got a British film uh, that is set in the kitchen, basically. This is a film called Boiling Point. It's in UK cinemas now. Uh, It follows head chef Andy Jones, who is thrust into the busiest day of the year at his restaurant kitchen. Uh, So what should be said about this film is that it is a one-take film. So it's all done in one take. It is wow. also based on a short film of the same name by the same writer-director, uh, Philip Baran- uh, Barantini, uh, who used to be a chef, actually. I looked him up. Uh, so, uh-huh. you know, so basically, this feature film comes with a heck of a lot of background work already put into it. Yeah. Um, He's done his research. He, he really has. And it, it does show. <laughs> it does show because... This is an absolutely dynamite film. It's one of the most breathless movies you're likely to see. I mean, I could talk about the single take all day, you know, how it really helps to build the pressure because it really does. So the whole thing with like the camera never stopped rolling. The never the camera never stopped rolling. Of... No. No. Wow. Not Blimey. at all. Um so it, it, the way that it's done it keeps building this pressure and building and building. I don't want to say too much more because that would take away from the brilliance of the entire cast and the intense way that it is written. Because when we first meet Andy, he's coming into work and uh, he's on his phone and he's apologising to his partner for missing their son's birthday. That's how his day starts. And it ends. Well, that would kind of be giving it away, unfortunately. I know. Sorry, sorry. But (laughs) let's say this. What follows over the next 92 minutes is one of the most intense viewing experiences you are likely to see. Andy is being put under pressure, uh, who then in turn puts the pressure onto his staff, who then in turn put the pressure onto the restaurant owner. This is all before they've even opened the doors for that night's business. God, if you thought Hell's Kitchen was bad. Yeah, well, well, you know, 
It's yeah. interesting you say that because that's clearly all based on real life, Hell's Kitchen, yeah. as much as, you know, Gordon Ramsay's playing up to the archetypal British villain. That there is some rooted truth in it. And the rooted truth in Boiling Point is very real. That's the thing. And the beauty in the film is the way that it builds the intensity in steps. It's not gradual. It's steps. So at certain points, mm. something happens and the film steps up its intensity. I mean, there's a moment in the film. I can tell you this. There's a moment in the film where... Uh, it really got my blood boiling, to be honest with you. Um, three three men come into the restaurant and claim to be social media influencers and they just want steak and chips. But the restaurant don't do steak and chips. That's the oh, point. Yeah. You know, this is a high-end restaurant that do very nice <laughs> food, very glamorous food, you know, and whatever else. So they kick up a bit of a fuss. It really made me angry. It really made me angry. And then the way that some of the staff are spoken to as well annoyed me. Um, then the, the the way that some of the staff are spoken to by other staff as well. Then yeah. there's the pressure Lips of getting... Of it in the advert It's so kind of roaring, like, what oh, blimey, they wouldn't want to work there. You're, you're absolutely right. Very raw, very raw. Um, then there's the pressure of getting the food right. As well, because you know this is a this is a high end restaurant that they've got to get it. So it is basically a quick boiling pot of boiling water in terms of how quickly this film explodes. You know, it's you're just waiting for it to pop off, and it keeps popping off. That's the thing; it's not just one. It keeps <laughs> yeah. going and keeps going and keeps going. And you go, I don't maker. understand this. You know, I, I mean, the reason it pops off so well beyond the writing, obviously, is the amazing cast especially being able to do it in one take. We've seen one take films before. You know, you and I have reviewed one take movies before. Um, yeah. You think about 1917, uh, the Sam Mendes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great film. Great film. Um, but that had lulls in it. This one doesn't at all. Just keeps going. And as I said, that's down to the cast and the writing. I, I've got to make a special mention for Stephen Graham in the lead role as Andy, the head chef. You know, it's the type of performance that makes you pleased you are not that person. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, feel the, his pain and his yeah. stress. It's it's just the way that Stephen Graham makes Andy seem almost invaluable at first, and then the slow to very quick unwind as things start to pile on him. It's a brilliant performance from him from start to finish. I mean, Stephen Graham's a brilliant nice. actor anyway. We know yes. this, you know, he was amazing in This Is England, years gone by. Obviously, he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Al Pacino in The, the Irishman. Um, so yeah. it's Loved fantastic. Him in line of Dewey. A, a line of, see, this is the thing. Like, the man is a consistently brilliant actor, and it shows here as well. Um, but the rest of the cast are brilliant as well. It takes nothing away from the rest of the cast as well. I'm going to mention them. I mean, it's fantastic. So, look, I, I think... I keep saying intensity and it's intense and it's boiling point and people are going to go, this sounds like uncut gems, the Adam Sandler film. And it is, oh, it yeah. is the same type of intensity you got with uncut gems you get here. Um, so it is very stress inducing. Make sure when you watch this, that you're able to walk. So, so when you come out of the cinema, do have a brisk walk to walk off the stress. <laughs> you will need it. Um, 
It's, we were going to say go out for a, a meal. Go to no, a no, go, oh, no. Oh God, these poor people. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'll, I'll say I'll leave it with this. Terrific film. Terrific film. Really, really, really good. Really good. Amazing and well timed coming out just after Christmas after everyone's stressed out in the kitchen. Yes. Uh, now, <laughs> see if they're considering a career in catering. What what might be? Now you can see corner. what actually happens. Yeah. On any day of the week, that's the thing. Any given day, this could be it. It's not as yeah. though they're like, yeah, it's Saturday night. <laughs> any given Sunday roast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, boarding point out now in cinemas in every local restaurant. Well, <laughs> dear. Catch the live show out the back. Yeah. Uh, what what you got for us next? I think we're, we're moving from the restaurant into... Into the bar. Into the bar. Into the bar with a little... We're going to calm down now, okay? So we're talking about the Tender Bar, which is uh, on Prime Video now. Um, so this uh, is... The so this is a story about a boy growing up on Long Island, New York, who seeks out father figures among the patrons, uh, patrons at his uncle's bar. So... Do you know, this is interesting, this film, because I thought it was a bit of a turn up for the books when I was watching it, because it it's directed by George Clooney. Now, obviously, George Clooney normally directs feature films that are quite hard hitting, quite gritty as well. Mm. You know, yeah. Uh, the Tender Bar is so far away from any of that. And while, yes, while it does have a delightful message about family at the centre of it all, there is the sense that this film could be an actual documentary were it not for some very recognisable acting faces throughout the film. Um, it's very slow. It's a very smooth movie as well. It's one that takes its time just allowing the characters to establish themselves and who they are within the confines of the story. So we get to meet uh, two different ages of JR, who is the the boy at the center of the story yeah. the film i think really comes alive when the teenager slash 20 something jr is at college and trying to find his way in the world that's when he starts to discover that his family while very dysfunctional are actually pretty cool in their own way and that goes for us watching it as well because we see jr's mom fight tooth and nail to try and provide for her son and try and get him into a great college because she really knows that he is special she knows that he could be the one to break free of you know the, the struggles that that family have had mm. the same too with jr's uncle charlie who seems to have had a little bit of a better life um well, he, do you know what? He seems to have a good life, tending the bar. He looks after the bar. But at the same time, the way that he speaks, you feel like he should have had the better life as well. Like he's the intelligent one um, and he's very forthright without being too aggressive. Yeah. Beyond JR, he's the character I like the best. I thought he was good. It does help that Ben Affleck is having an absolute blast with this character. He reminded me in the trailer of Ted Danson in Cheers. Oh, good shout. Really good shout. Yes. <laughs> Just needs a tea towel on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing well, missing. Well, in the film that happens. Oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah, so there we go. Well, yeah, no, you're right. Good spot. Um, he's he's like the fun uncle most of us had at one stage growing up. You know, he was never nasty or mean. He was always there to help. And yeah. if he said something stern to you, you knew that... He was, you know, you you knew that you had hurt him in some way or he was being serious because you needed to understand. That's the thing. Coming from the right place. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, 
I, I just think the way that Charlie interacts with JR is really delightful. And I think Ben Affleck brings a lot of warmth and humor to the role. It's perfect casting, really. Perfect yeah. casting. Um, very nice. I'm a big fan of this film. I've got to be honest, you know, it's a lovely, delicate coming of age story that's acted really well, especially Ben Affleck. And I've got to mention Ty Sheridan as well, who plays JR. It's directed in a very laid back manner. Um, it's it's really hard not to like every character in this film. Um, it is a genuinely heartwarming movie that I don't think we see too much of these days at all. And you know, let's face it, considering what we've all been through over the past what twenty months, something like that. Yeah, this feels like the perfect time to put this movie out. You know, it's something to enjoy. And something to feel... Something nice. Yeah, nice. Something to feel uplifted by. That's what yeah. I felt after watching this film. I felt I felt really uplifted. Very nice. I think Ben Affleck's coming into that kind of stage in his, his career now, isn't he? He had, what was it we did last year? Was it last year for Finding the Way Back? Oh, yeah, yeah. Another yeah, nice yeah, fantastic. Yes. Film. Brilliant film. Brilliant film. Yes. Um, yeah, I think Ben Affleck is, you know, he's choosing these roles based on the fact that if he's enjoying himself and if he's finding something in the character. And I thought, this is great. I'm really enjoying what he's done here. And as you rightly point out, he's been doing this for a few years now. You know, he's he's put the blockbusters on the back burner a little bit, obviously being burnt when he uh, when he played Batman. Um, <laughs> and is is choosing some interesting product, uh, projects again. You know, The Last Jewel last year, you know, one of my favourite films of, oh, yeah, of, of the year. I know he was only in like a support role, but it was still a brilliant performance. Um, so, yeah, long may it continue. Long may Ben Affleck continue to take these types of uh, characters and give these types of performances. Nice. More of this from George, hopefully. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Behind the camera. Absolutely. And in front. I mean, George Clooney's a great actor, but great director as well. Excellent. Did he provide the coffee? Any word on that? <laughs> no word on that. <laughs> no. Awesome. So the tender bar out in... So no, it's not. It's been, well, it's been in cinemas. Oh. It's now on Prime Video. So if you have Amazon Prime, if you click on the old Prime Video link, it's on there to view. Nice. Excellent. Uh, so, Mark, we've got one more film for our podcast listeners, but uh, we say goodbye to our, our FM listeners. They can, of course, catch up online at Phoenix FM. Dot com. I'll chat to you on the podcast after this. With Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. Film reviews and movie news. Film reviews and movie news, Mark Searby. We're still on the podcast. We've got one more film. What we got? Well, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, is now on DVD and Blu-ray. And it had there a bit of a short carnage. shelf life, didn't it, in, in cinemas? Um, yeah. Sort of came and went. Um, I think mainly because it didn't pick up great reviews and obviously we reviewed it. Um, I've seen it again because, well, as you know, and I've said this to you many times, I always go back and watch a oh, film. Oh, like a Teletubby. Again, well, kind again. of, yeah, 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 yeah kind of. <laughs> um, I, I always like to go back and, and just double check a few things, you know, make sure, hey, yeah. did I miss a couple of things? Was it Anyway, I've, I've seen this again now and... I, I'm, I'm still of the same opinion that, you know, there's so much fun to have where uh, when Tom Hardy is playing Brock and he's got Venom's voice in his head and he's making him do things and they're barking and biting at each other. I mean, that, that, it's really funny. 
that's the thing. Tom Hardy plays it up really well. Um, and the, there are some good moments in this film. You know, like there's a moment where Venom suggesting he bites somebody's head off. And then there's another bit where he's talking about, should we have pancakes for breakfast? And all the time Brock is trying to ignore this, you know. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I can imagine Tom Hardy having a really good time with this movie. Really it good looks time. Like fun. Yeah, 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 it does. So there are some fun bits in it that did make, still made me chuckle on the second viewing. But the rest of the film, I still, I'm still really down on it. You know, it's just over 90 minutes. And it feels like somebody, it feels like a two hour movie that has then been heavily re edited for 90 minutes. That's okay. the issue. You know, there are, there are se- yeah, like there are scenes that I feel could have been expanded on. You know, mm. like, like case in point, right? Cletus Cassidy, who's the bad guy in this, we're introduced to him at the start where Brock goes to interview him. Um, Woody Harrelson's playing uh, Cletus here. And it's, it's still like a watered down Joker. That's the thing. Yeah. And he's dressed like a teddy boy as well, which is kind of this odd combination the film spends a long time introducing him in fact it, it, i'm sure they introduced him twice to be honest um <laughs> and then it sort of goes did turn up at first yeah just in case you didn't get it the first time i'm gonna do it a second time <laughs> oh, and then God. it sort of forgets about him he breaks out off he goes blah 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 and then we're sort of left with brock and venom having fighting each other and that spends a while and then he returns for the big finale and then the film's over. Like, that's it. Yeah. You, yeah. you kind of see him at the start. You get a lot at the start and a lot at the end. You get the odd moment scattered no throughout. But good guy, bad guy. It's just, yeah. You know, he pops and up is, and goes again. But this is the big bad villain. Yeah. What, should be why? Kind of the, hmm. he, should be the, the, he should be in it all the way through. That's the point of it. Instead, he's just sort of dotted back. And also, I've got to say, you know, I just said big bad villain. <laughs> He didn't feel that bad or, oh. you know, that much of a villain either. Woody Harrison as a serial killer sounded like a great idea. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you think back to natural born killers, you're like, well, Woody Harrison was amazing in that as a, as a killer. Um, it's a bit too nice. Like, you know, the tagline is let there be carnage. I didn't <laughs> see any carnage in this at all. I mean, Wait. there's a bit at the end <laughs> where some cars are turned over and they, they do a fight up a, up a, top of a building and i'm like well yeah, but this just feels like a mid-level spider-man one out you know 90 minutes into the film type action sequences it's, it's you know it, the whole thing is just average at best and really i'm oh. saying average because <laughs> yeah. of how funny it is like the, the humor saves it from being anything else otherwise this would have been a real dog's dinner oh no so venom let there be carnage more like where they're Where's the carnage? Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Yes, is, Where, is, there is this any the carnage? carnage? Can we double check? This is the carnage. Oh, this is the carnage. It just doesn't feel like carnage. That's all. Right, it's carnage in the editing room. Obviously. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's what it feels like. It feels like they've edited a good two-hour superhero movie down to ninety minutes and and done away with some decent storylines. Oh, shame, poisonous in the end. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. They set it up for any more? It's just like number two, isn't it? Three? Or can't remember. Anything, this, so this is number two. I'd be very surprised if we don't see a number three at all. Um, yeah, you would hope they would be a little more 
Yes, I, I suspect <laughs> we will see Venom again. Okie dokie. Right, I'll leave it, leave it there for you. Yes, yeah, I don't want to say too much more, yeah. okay? <laughs> I don't want to say too much more. No, it's just out on DVD now. Uh, DVD, Blu-ray, obviously it's on digital download as well. So, yes, all the places. All over. And what have you got for us next week, Mark? So next week we're going to be talking about the new big screen adaptation of Serrano, which some people might remember uh, Gerard Depardieu doing Serrano de Bergerac. Uh, I think it was back uh, in the 1980s. This is a new version starring Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones ah. in the lead. Nice. So we've got that. We've also got um, a film that is going to be in cinemas and on Sky Cinema. It's called Save the Cinema. That's right. It's about a... Ooh. It's a true story based on uh, a theatre slash cinema in Wales that was going to be shut down, apart from when a very, very big Hollywood director stepped in to save them. Oh, nice. And then... Is that out in cinemas? Uh, so, <laughs> well, Please tell me. It's not it, it is in cinemas. It is in cinemas <laughs> and on Sky Cinema. So there's going to be a lot of the word cinema next week, okay? Okay, cool. And then also we're going to be talking about a three-hour documentary all about folk horror films. Ooh. Oh, here we go. Yes. We're it's going, called Woodland Dark Deep. Days. Woodland Dark Days. Oh, wow. I'll bring my torch next week. Then. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. <laughs> Excellent. I'll see you there. Will do. Film reviews and movie news with Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. Thanks for listening to Film Reviews and Movie News. We've been doing this podcast for years now. We've watched hundreds of films and some of them are actually quite good. For even more reviews or to get next week's Film Reviews and Movie News delivered directly to your device, pop along to stuartpink.com forward slash reviews. With Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. Film Reviews and movie